0: It's Moms versus Aunts, your weekly happy hour where we chop it up about trends, gossip, solo mom life, and how to level up in this crazy world. Vanessa, I can't even tell you what a good mood I am in this week because I we had a friend who went out of town, went to Hawaii, and he lives in... Manhattan Beach, which if you're not in LA, you know, that's like, you know, west side where, you know, I live on the east side. A lot of people live on the east side. That's away from the beach. Um, And we stayed at his place. And let me tell you, first of all, I didn't realize Manhattan Beach was such a celebrity hub. Um, Went to dinner. And in just that moment, Glennon Doyle, Mina Suvari and her husband and her baby, supposedly Kendrick Lamar lives there, um, Zach Efron. Um, so, you know, I got up super early in the morning. First of all, getting up at the beach in the morning, going outside, even though it's weird because like, unlike East Coast, where East Coast you smell that ocean, that saltwater air, the Pacific Ocean doesn't do that. And I don't know why. I can't figure it out investigating but just like that beach air in the morning is so nice and really set me up and I was mostly just outside to see if you know I don't know Zach was gonna go surfing and (laughs) (laughs) any of that I'm just sort of I'm being nosy I put on my workout because everyone out there is working out in the mornings I put on my workout outfit like I I was doing that and I was just being nosy but anyways all that to say is I need to spend some more time at the beach because I feel like I'm in such a better mood
1: this week just by waking up by the ocean I mean, isn't that why you live there? So you can, like, you know, live by the beach and take showers outside and do whatever the hell people in California do? Like, yeah.
0: For sure. Oh, yeah. And, you know, one day... um Hopefully I will be, you know, have that amazing all glass house overlooking the yes, ocean.
1: And yeah, yes. that's,
0: that's manifesting that. So manifesting, just saying,
1: <laughs> yes. I'm, also,
0: I'm also in a really good mood. Um, You know, we're going to get into a lot of stuff today. Obviously we have your cocktail that you're going to tell us about so we can sip on that during the show. We are going to have our hustle uh, so Mm -hmm. we can figure out how to make enough money to afford that Mm -hmm. glass, all glass Mm -hmm. house on the ocean. (laughs) Um, And of course, we'll have our cool down at the end of the show. But I'm also really excited because I have discovered a new reality show. And, you know, it's like there's lots of reality shows that come out, but there's very few that like I'm like I get really excited about. And especially, you know, I don't watch a lot of the dating shows. Like, I'm not a huge like Bachelor, Bachelorette fan. Like, I don't typically watch those shows. But this is a dating show and Uh it's on HBO, which I think makes a difference because there's no Mm -hmm. editing, right? You Mm -hmm. know, they can curse, they can talk about stuff. It's Mm -hmm. a lot more free. Um, And it has an interesting spin, so we're going to get into that. But uh, first, we need our cocktail. So what are we drinking?
1: Oh my God, I'm all so excited about all this stuff. You know, you have to tell me everything. I never know what the hell's Going on in the world of reality, but I'm on that HBO Max girl because right now I'm obsessed with White Lotus. So, um, but we can talk about that not on the podcast. That <laughs> shit is crazy. Um, and okay so i was thinking our friends used to own this really great mexican restaurant and we used to go there all the time and one of my favorite drinks was the paloma and i totally forgot about it and so i was doing a job the other day and i had a bunch of leftover you know like really good fresh like ruby red grapefruit juice i'm like what am i gonna do with this because I like grapefruit juice, but I don't like to like drink like a glass of grapefruit juice. But so I I was like, really? I like um, to my favorite thing to drink a a glass of juice. First of all, you already know me. I only drink water, coffee and alcoholic beverages. I don't waste calories on just a tall glass of juice. Although tangerine juice is my favorite if I just was drinking a glass of it. So anyhow, I had this leftover grapefruit juice. And so I was like, a Paloma. And for those of you that don't know, it is delicious. It's like definitely like the adjacent cousin to like a margarita. I love well, I it. I feel like we were on the same wavelength because
0: when I was in Manhattan Beach, we were at the <laughs> restaurant and they had this amazing looking Paloma on the menu that I had got. and I was like, I used to love Palomas. Why did I stop drinking it? I got one. It was delicious.
1: So what? we were clearly in the same headspace. Girl, stop. I can't see. Oh, that makes me feel like we were together, even though we weren't together. <laughs> um, yeah, the way I was thinking about you because it's so right up your alley and you know I don't drink tequila like that, but I've been easing my way back into tequila. So Paloma is very, very easy. You will make this. It is Equal parts tequila, white tequila, blanco, Um, grapefruit juice, like I said, freshly squeezed is best, and like seltzer or club soda. So you want two ounces each of those three. Two ounces of tequila, two ounces of grapefruit juice, two ounces of seltzer. And then you want one ounce of lime juice, freshly squeezed. Just a little bit of lime juice. It's obviously mostly grapefruit. And then up to you, if you want to have it a little sweeter, you can add about a quarter of an ounce to a half an ounce, depending on what you like of agave nectar. It's like a really great sweetener. And a salt rim. So what you're going to do is you're going to, you know, take the top of the glass and like rub a little bit of the fresh grapefruit around the rim and then dip that into coarse salt, fill the glass with um, the four ingredients five if you're using agave, and then top it off with ice, that's it. You can use like a little grapefruit wedge as a garnish, definitely sip it with a straw, but it goes down real, real easy and um, that's it. And it's pretty too, that's the other thing, especially if you use the ruby red grapefruit, it's like that really pretty pink color, so it's also just like a pretty drink.
0: Well, that's why, you know, that's why I love Palomas. And that's why I also used to love Greyhounds. But that was when I drank vodka. Mm -hmm. Now that I'm more tequila, you know, obviously Mm -hmm. Paloma is more up my alley. But yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm into it. I I think that I'm going to definitely invest in those things for this. Mm -hmm. I know the summer's almost Um. over where you are (laughs) i however do get a couple more months on here so
1: no i'm for the for like the rest of the episodes that we have like literally until i swear until like october it's going to be summery things because i just have to hold on as long as possible i'm not hitting y'all with like manhattans and old fashions and all that shit until we are full on into fall i have I just, I got to hang on. I'm having the best summer and I love it. And I want to hang on to every single second of it. So.
0: Yeah. And I know that your summer is, you know, you, I know that you're at your parents' house now because you're picking up your kids. So Mm. like that part of your summer Mm. is like a little bit over Mm. because now you got to bring them back
1: to New York. (laughs) I know. I know. So they could go to school. I pulled the okie doke on my parents though. So like I came down on Sunday to come and pick up my kids and um, but then like the day after tomorrow (laughs) I'm leaving from here to go to Miami for four days. i see. So, and then flying back here, and then I'm taking them home. It was like, I just had to like squeeze. I felt like if they saw me and like, they were like, oh, okay, she's cool, she's here. And the kids were like, whatever. And then, so my mom's like, wait, what? You're leaving again? I was like, A BRB, BRB, just going to Miami for like, for- she's like, what, huh? And so I'm, yeah, I'm like, again, trying to squeeze every last second of this. Clearly, clearly you are.
0: Um, Well, enjoy Miami. I'm sure it will be amazing because, again, waking up by the beach has completely (laughs) changed my mood for this entire week. And I love starting the week off in a really great spot. But um, we got our drinks. And so I have to tell you now about this show that I pretty much have been binge watching. Another great thing about... Um, you know HBO is like they'll release like three episodes at once like it won't just be like you know just like sometimes oh, for really yeah. really like well-known shows of course they parse it out you know week by week but I think when it's mm-hmm. a newer show you know they give us like three episodes at once So I've been able to really mm-hmm. binge watch it but it's called F-Boy Island they you know they don't put F-boy? in the full F word obviously because I don't think that could mark it really well F-Boy Island as in you know fuck mm-hmm. boy F-Boy Island mm. and Um, It's essentially, you have three women who are (laughs) acting as the, or not acting as, but they're the bachelorettes. And they Mm -hmm. are there, you know, because, you know, they've been screwed around in the past and they want to find a good man. And essentially there's like 24 guys that it starts out with. 12 of them are nice guys and 12 of them Mm -hmm. are F boys. And Mm -hmm. we don't know, even the audience doesn't know who's who. And, you know, Hmm. nobody knows. The host is Nikki Glaser. Nikki Glaser is getting a lot of work these days, the comedian. So that's really awesome. But she's the host. Mm -hmm. And essentially, you know, there's different challenges. And they obviously can go on individual dates. And they're just trying to connect with the guys and determine, you know, whether they're an F-boy or not. And at the end of each show, they have to pick, you know, each of the women have to pick two guys. So there's six guys that get picked that they aren't connecting with and then they have to choose which of the guys is going to go home that night but the reality is they don't really go home they go to another place depending on whether they're a nice guy another or an smaller f-boy. island yeah, another smaller <laughs> island and that smaller <laughs> island is either really nice if they're a nice guy or if they're an f-boy they're pretty much sleeping on the beach so we what? haven't gotten to like How? the part the part of what happens to them
1: after that island we just know that they get banished
0: there afterwards
1: How does the show describe an F-boy? I mean, I know my, what I think an F-boy is, but what do they describe as an F-boy? I mean, they kind of let them
0: self-describe themselves. (laughs) Like, I don't think that the show itself, you know, but it's like, here's the problem is that, you know, I see all twenty four of these guys, and I the whole time I'm like, they're all f boys. <laughs> they're like, all, they're all f boys. <laughs> but you know, there's ones that are very like it seems like very obvious that they're nice guys. So I'm like that. You know, that doesn't you know read <laughs> as well. But <laughs> what's also interesting is just like you can tell the girls are attracted to the F boys. Cause even as in the moment well, where, they're like, where they're like, Oh, but he could be a nice guy. I'm like, girl, nobody thinks that guy is the nice guy. Right. We all can tell. Right. No. Um, yes. But you know, it's, 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 I I like it. I like the format. I always think it's interesting, though, because, you know, again, it's it's three women and they're all vying for these 24 guys. But at some point, you know, you start staking claims on which guys are yours, right? Because, you know, obviously Mm -hmm. the guys want to stay around, but they want to connect with a girl that's going to like them the most. And then the girls, Mm -hmm. because like, it's kind of weird when... You know, the girls at the end are like two of the guys you're not connecting with. There was one episode where the girl picked up one of the guys that was we all knew was kind of in this other girl's circle. And she's like, you're not sending him. You know, it's it's kind of interesting in that way. But. Oh, OK. Because, you, okay. you know, technically okay. you're all okay. you know, they're all there for that. But, you know, it was interesting. So they had this one challenge where it was essentially like the opposite of a dunk tank. The guys were sitting on a bench and and the women were holding uh like a bucket like a string to a bucket and they would Uh ask the guy a question and if they didn't like the answer to the question the well you know the girl would pull the string and they would get doused in like cold water Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so like one of the questions that she asked uh we don't know if he's an f-boy or a nice boy at this time um Mm -hmm. you know was like you know if you know if i had a high number as a high sexual number you know like would mm-hmm. that be a problem or something like that and he he gave a really good answer i don't remember exactly what he said but he was just like he was he was just like you know everyone has a past and you know what mm-hmm. happened in your past you know shouldn't affect our future and then he should have <laughs> ended there but then he's like but as long as that number's not too high and then she was like oh, "Dunk," because it's like you weren't you were fine like yes yeah. we all have a past oh um, but like just the fact that he still God. had to throw that in i thought was really weird because it was like why why does it matter Why Why does that matter?
1: Why? Oh, my God. That's so funny. I was talking to a friend and she um, she met a guy. So she is in her early 30s and she met a guy who's 22 and um, at the bar by her house. And I mean, she showed me a picture of him and I was like, this guy is when i say smoking hot i was like holy shit cuz at first i was like that's a little young but she was like look so i'm looking and it's so funny she's showing me his insta page and there's um there's a photograph of him and his family and girl i was like the brother was hot the the dad was hot like it was the first time i've ever seen where you're like you the dad the bro- everybody could get it really the everybody could get it but anyways so she's dating this guy and, and he's young and it's like, clearly not serious. She's just having fun. But one day he asked her what her number was. And she was like, what? Like who, cause who even asks that question? That is such a weird question. I didn't, I can't, who, I, to me that is bizarre um, that people still do that, that people still care about that. Um, I know and a they're lot of people are not even dating, dating. They're just hooking no, up. No, they're just hooking up. Like, why do you need to know that? She did not answer and, like, definitely was like, had to school the young lad about, like, you don't ask people that. That's rude. And what <laughs> did he say? Um, I think he, I mean, he's young. I think he was just kind of like, oh, you know, like, whatever. And, and so finally I told her, I was like, listen, anybody asks you that question, the number is always seven. It's just seven. I don't care if it's what it is. It's just seven, bitch. It's seven. Okay. If you are in your thirties or forties, just always say seven. It's just seven. And she was like, okay. Like, and then move on. Like It reminds
0: but... me of like my, my, one of my favorite scenes from Roseanne, like the original Roseanne from the nineties is when, um, Aunt Jackie, you know, who, Everyone wanted to be on Jackie. I feel like I am on Jackie. You know, she was dating um, uh, her husband who became her. Was it what was his name? Ed. What was his name? I can't remember now. But the one she I ended up having remember. the baby with. Yeah. But mm-hmm. um, one day, you know, she he asked her, like, well, what is your number? And she's just like, my number is not that high. Like what? Like I've dated like three guys a year for like the last 20 <laughs> years. Oh, my <laughs> God. It's you know, and it's just like immediately you get to 60. But it. It really, it's like maybe okay, you have three boyfriends a year. It doesn't feel that way in the moment, right? But I just mm-mm, love that scene mm-mm. because he
1: was just mm-hmm. like his number
0: was like two.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, like, you know, I feel like I feel like when you're in your twenties, you have such a good grasp of that number. You remember it, you know it. The number starts to um to get farther and farther away from you as you get older. Like that you just reach a point where like you're not like thinking about it you're not like you you don't you're not like you know a kid with a journal where you're like i kissed this boy and then did it and you have like you you have it all listed out or whatever like you're a full grown adult who i mean i don't know let me just say gun to my head million dollars on the line oh i don't know i don't know there was, oh no. you know,
0: you said he's, you said he's 23. So I think that puts him in like the, the Gen Z and like, I was reading an article or I was skimming through a Twitter that is, had an article <laughs> attached. And the basis mm-hmm. of the article is essentially how Gen Z, like they're just like not down with casual sex mm-hmm. the way the no, other, not. Mm-hmm. especially the way Gen Xers are. Right. And so, mm-hmm. um, I just think that that obviously played a huge part in it. Um, mm-hmm. Because, yeah, like, I don't know, like they, they will have like sex, but not in Mm -hmm. the way of just like this meaningless, like casual, like I think one night stands is just like not not in the stars no, for them
1: mm-mm. let me find out gen x is the are the hoes of all the generations <laughs> like that's oh, yeah. just r- rude <laughs>
0: rude we're the hoes but i will say i believe we're the safest sex generation because we had to grow up in a generation where yeah. that was like you know in our head whereas what mm-hmm. i understand is while they're not having as much casual sex they don't like condoms as much like that's what i hear i don't know if that's true but that's what i hear
1: Well, I'll tell you, so um, when I, so I, when I very first had sex, I, I'm really close with my mom and I was like, I think I was like maybe 17 or 18 and I, and I sat down with her and I was like, and I was like, mom, you know, I, you know, I had sex and, and her face, first of all, I, I mean. I had never seen that face. I don't know that I still to this day have ever seen her make that face. It was just kind of like, it was very like, you know, when you just like you, you, someone just caught you like, like the wind got knocked out. She breathed in really like, okay, this is what we're getting ready to do. She like braced herself and I was just looking at her and I didn't say anything else. I was like, so I want you to know, like I had sex and she was so taken off guard, but I tell you that the conversation that I had with her was so great because she came off the cuff and she was super real. As opposed to if she had like planned this conversation that she was gonna have with me, if she was ever gonna have this talk with me, it would have been a completely different conversation. And she literally said, "You know, well." Um, you know, thanks for telling me. And she tells me that, you know, she was really young when she got with my dad, that my dad is the the first and only person she's ever been with. um, And that she doesn't think that that's necessarily like great for a young woman, like that you should, you know, like go out and like learn and like explore. And, you know, we, we talk about it, we talk about it. And then she ends with like, but I trust you and I know that you'll always be safe. And you'll always take care of yourself and put yourself first. And so like, you know, and what I heard was I can go do whatever I want as long as I'm safe. I literally that is what I interpreted. That <laughs> I could do whatever I want as long as I am safe. And I and those were my marching orders. And from then on, I was the, I was safety girl. I was like I had all different kinds of like condoms and like anything you, anything in like the aisle of like protective sex. I had all of those things in my nightstand, but I also live my life. And so, you know, that was the advice I got. I don't know if that's how she meant for me to interpret it, but <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm very, very safe and also live my life. So I love that's that. how I mean, that I think I think that
0: was, that's the best story I've ever heard. I mean, most people, the <laughs> fact that you even had a relationship, I don't know many people who had a, a close enough relationship to even do that. So that's amazing. <laughs> Applaud your mom.
1: I mean, I don't know that she would have like given me that advice if she would like really thought through like what she was going to say, but she was so caught off guard. She kept it so real. And I like I love her for that. And um, And yeah, I mean, you know, I've always had a really healthy sex life. So there's that. That's good. And at least I know, you
0: know, (laughs) you'll pass that same sort of like ideology onto your, your sons because, Mm -hmm. you know, hey, nobody wants to be a young grandma. I want you to be grandma-less as long as possible. Oh my God, I can't. And now I just, I
1: think I just had, I just had the same feeling she had at the thought of it. Oh God. You're going to make that same uh, face. You haven't seen
0: that face since then, but it will be on your face the day one of your sons is
1: like, ah, oh, I had sex today. Or, or, or worse, or worse, they go talk to their dad about it. Oh no, don't let that happen.
0: Yeah, I just think, yeah, a lot, I mean, I think a lot of this is coming though for, I mean, She's dating the younger guy and I think a lot of these things that we think are in our past will will re- and we enter our lives if we date mm-hmm. younger men because mm-hmm. this is mm-hmm. like what they do, but like no, it's like no, you're dealing with a woman over the age of 35. I'm gonna need you to uh act appropriately.
1: But also, like, it's only seems like, you know, depending on what the number is, I feel like it's the shame stuff is only assigned to women if the number is perceived to be like too high. Like a guy could be like whatever. And I don't think that they get quite as much shit as like women do, which is why, like, ladies, you heard it here. Anybody asks you, it's seven just
0: 7. Yeah, I guess so, but I also feel like I hear so much about, you know, sex positive, people being sex positive these days, and you know, the idea of slut shaming is just like abhorrent. Like we are now apologizing to, mm. you know, the teen mom Fair Abrams of the world and the, you know, the mm-hmm. Courtney Stoddens of the world and the, you know, Lindsay Lohans of the world that, you know, we treated on blogs. And I say we as a collective, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, and we're going back because we know that, you know, and so in a way, yes, but I think slut shaming, it's so archaic to Mm -hmm. this new generation of kids that they, they would never.
1: Well, that makes me happy then like, okay. All right. So they're all just catching up to, to what we already knew.
0: But yeah, but then also, (laughs) but why are you asking my number? Like, but like,
1: (laughs) I just wouldn't, I would never ask. I would never ask anybody that. And I also kind of like, don't care. Like, I don't know. Do you care? I,
0: look, I have long been of the philosophy, don't ask questions you don't want the answers to. Right? Like, like... If I'm asking the question, <laughs> I probably have already deduced something in my head and I'm only asking for confirmation. If mm-hmm. I don't want that confirmation, let
1: me just not ask. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like, I mean, I don't know, sometimes sometimes you want someone to have like at this point at this stage, like you kind of want someone who's got a little bit of experience. Like you don't want someone that you feel like, you know, you're, I don't know. It's just, I I don't even know what I'm trying to say, but it's just like, yeah, you don't want someone who feels like super inexperienced. I mean, that's also weird. Like it goes both ways. For sure. Uh, Yeah, for sure.
0: And you know, again, like I think if, your deal if i was younger and i was with another younger person and we were both learning right. together that's one thing but at this right. age i'm like ain't nobody got time for that like
1: uh-uh. we
0: have a set day a set time i have a schedule <laughs> let's get to it okay <laughs> got it
1: oh god i can't ah oh.
0: Vanessa, our money guru. Um, I want to hear how how we're making money, how we're saving money, how we're investing money. Like, what are we doing with money this week?
1: What exactly? Okay, so this week I um, I got caught up on a number of websites that were posting the weirdest ways that people make money. And I just thought that this would be so much fun. So I looked at several different websites and I pulled what I thought were like the most interesting. So these are my top six that I thought were the most interesting slash weird. And I feel like you'll be entertained. I'm not saying go do these things, but I'm saying, huh, I didn't know this was a way you could make money. I so, love weird things. Okay. So I'm excited. <clears throat> I know you. Lo- I know you love weird things. So uh, please feel free to weigh in as you do. Um, and I only did top six because I mean there were literally lists that were like fifty or eight or whatever. I pulled what I thought were the six most interesting ish ones. <clears throat> All right. So and these are in no particular order. Um, the first one is a meme factory. So I thought this was easy because you always have like super cute memes on your um, Instagram page. Um, but apparently, um, a website called The Hustle, interesting, The Hustle reported that last summer, Warner Music Group <clears throat> paid $85 million for this company and they owned like esports and a bunch of other different things. But the biggest take for them was, do you remember that Instagram handle called Daquan? Yeah. Love Daquan. Yeah. So Daquan was like, I didn't even realize that. Da- so first of all, Daquan was started in 2014 by a high school student and was part of this overall deal that Warner did last summer for $85 million. So this kid, cause 2014, he was in high school. He's still a kid if you ask me, like, Out here winning. Um, So apparently, you can make great money by just creating memes and being a meme factory. Um, yeah I only one. learned
0: yeah I only learned about that when I told you I had that video that went viral and I was reached out to by companies who oh, wanted to yeah. purchase the rights to it and essentially like mm-hmm. as they sell it, I get money and so yeah, that's when I realized how like you can I was like, oh so I'm not just making these memes to make myself laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I can
1: actually get paid. Good to know. You can get paid. You can get paid. All right. This one I thought was so crazy. I would never do it, but people do it. Um, it is called trade line selling. Have you ever heard okay. of this? Never heard of this. Oh my God. This is so bizarre. Okay. Let's say you have really great credit. You can author. You can add an authorized user to your credit card. You know, like we were talking about adding your kids and then helping them establish credit. This would be adding a total stranger as an authorized user on your credit card. Now they don't actually use a cred- your credit card. You don't issue them the card. You add them as an authorized user to help them get their credit score up very quickly because you know how that works. Yeah. Um. And maybe they need to like get their bump their score up like a certain amount of points quickly because they're trying to buy a house or doing whatever for whatever reason they need a giant boost on their credit card and you have like an 800 credit score you can um add them and for a specified amount of time and you can literally make thousands of dollars doing this wow great credit that's crazy i never heard of that it's so crazy and i would never do it but like yeah i i just i didn't even know that that was a thing people do um virtual babysitting this one really threw me i'm no lie people set up like cameras and they like, let's say it's like in the kid's room or in the playroom or wherever they are, everyone was like working from home. And so like their kids are there, but they have to go do a Zoom or something and they want their kids to be in the other room and leaving them alone, but they want someone to keep an eye on them. So they have like a cam set up and you sit at the computer and you watch their children through the computer and you can, they can hear you and you can talk to them and say, no, you know, stop fighting with your brother or whatever, or sit down or whatever it is. You can help them pay attention, sit still if they're doing remote learning. So bizarre, but $19 an hour. I, I have to an see hour. the paperwork
0: that goes along with it because you know, look, when we grew up, people actually tried to do something similar like this and went to, to jail. But that was because they actually left the house. There has to obviously be <laughs> paperwork that's like this only works if there's actually an adult in the house. um I, You know, look, I love the 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 initiative. I think it's a great idea, and you know, for somebody who's you know. If they were single parent at home and they wanted their kids to be in another room, it makes sense. But just from watching my friend's kids (laughs) or just even look, you told me that story one time about how Christian, (laughs) when he was supposed to be on his uh, his virtual PE class and the teacher had to tell you Mm -mm. later that he was like cutting up, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she couldn't mm-hmm. she couldn't get him to stop what was he dancing mm-hmm. around what was he doing No
1: no 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 what had happened was um he was in virtual and they used to do like the you know like the like the artsy classes in the afternoon session, so the morning sessions were like math and reading and all of that. In the afternoon, it was always like art, music, PE, and I had to go run an errand. So I took him downstairs to his grandfather's. His grandfather's like in his eighties, so he's only like half paying attention. And I was like, "You got this, because it's PE, PE. I'm like, log in, do PE. When you finish with PE, log off. Come back home. How was PE? Great. Cool. A couple hours later, I get an email. From his teacher saying that the whole time during PE, he was in the chat function writing, boring.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> see this is why this is why i like the bad auntie because i would be cracking
1: up knowing i couldn't help myself i mean it was a whole thing um he was apparently being disrespectful he didn't like it um i said what happened and he goes it's just not the same as being like really at school like virtual isn't the same and i didn't like it and i'm like yeah but you didn't have to do that so anyways i made him write a letter to his teachers and blah 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 but yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Virtu- I, mean, I love so, the like, idea
0: yeah. of virtual babysitting, <sighs> but you know, we'll see how, we'll see. I'd love to <laughs> see, see some case studies. <laughs>
1: Well, this one, I actually have websites. If anyone is interested in virtual babysitting, there are three companies. One is called Virtual Babysitters Club. The other one is called BB. And the third is called Sitter City. So if you're interested, again, $16 to $19 an hour. And actually, Virtual Babysitters Club, the... Um, the parents negotiate rates. So you might even be able to get a little bit more money. Um, You're right. I don't know how that's going to work. Okay. Then, oh, this one was crazy. Today's show reported a company called heavywage.com. This company pays you if you reach your weight loss goal. So you tell them how much you weigh. You tell the site what you what how much you want to lose, and when you want to lose it by. And then you put up the money. Like so, you put up like however much money you want. So the highest is that they've had is ten thousand dollars. But the average user usually wins about they said one thousand three hundred and thirty one dollars. So you. If you reach your goal, you they pay you the money. and Pay you the you money that you put up? They match it. Oh, okay. So if you put up $500, then you get back $1,000 if you it. hit your goal. If not, you lose your money. So I'm like, well, that's a little fucked up. Cause like that means that they're kind of like their profitability is based on people not hitting their goals. When you win, you're winning the failures of others. (laughs) I'm like, what? That's kind of fucked up. But so they reported that 25 to 40% of the people who, um, who have used this site wit when so clearly that means that upwards of 60 to 75 percent don't so that's how they get their money back but they completely say that they want everybody to win they're not trying to like profit off of people's failures and that a large chunk of their revenue is also comes from sponsors and fees and like ads and stuff on the site so but that they do want people to win i was like this sounds cool but maybe it's not but okay yeah, I, I mean, know.
0: really all they're doing is taking the statistics from gym memberships. You know, what are the, the attrition? What do they call the attrition rate of gyms? Right. Look, I was paying for a gym for 14 years. 14 years. Oh,
1: my God. So you I'm just a saying. a gym membership for 14
0: years? I had gotten such a great deal on it. I'm not going to lie. I might still be paying for it. I mean, I don't know. How I'm much just, was it? So was basically, it like $10 a month? No, it was like $40 a month, but I had access to all of their gyms nationwide because like I had joined the gym at one point, canceled my membership, and they wanted people back so bad This And I had, at that time, I had only belonged to the one location in New York. And they said, if you come back, we'll give it to you for this rate and you can go to all of the locations. So I was like, $40, mm-hmm. I spend that on a meal, done. Mm-mm. So all I'm Mm-mm. saying is they're taking that statistic of like how often people pay for mm-hmm. gym membership because think about it, it's the same it's the same idea mm-hmm. you when imp- I totally. am paying to keep the lights on the overhead mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. paid for mm-hmm. in the gym so people who are going gym. to the gym actually use it mm-hmm. they're just applying it's it so in, a, in a different so hey I'm not it's mad so at it. True.
1: Yeah, it works. I mean, you're right. They are they're using statistics to create a, a new business idea and that's great. You on the other hand, I'm gonna talk to you about ways you could um repurpose that five hundred dollars a year that you're paying to a gym that you've never even gone to in at least the last what is it? What gym I was have this? to imagine
0: so I know like during quarantine I was getting like n- things that they had stopped charging. Oh, you know what? Mm. I think that bit I think that gym went out of business, actually.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, I hate you so, so much. So now I don't I don't think be, I don't think I pay I for can't. it anymore. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. You're like, You're like. wait a minute. Maybe it did. I don't know. Minute. I got
0: to check. I got to see.
1: What's happening? Oh, about. God, I can't. Okay. All right. Next up is a wedding speech writer. A wedding speech writer? What the fuck? The, your wedding speech is supposed to be like, and I love you, and
0: like... No, you know, I think when, they're talking when, about like, you know, you have... When you, as a maid of honor, are supposed to give a speech to like your sister or like her, you know, for that, I think it's for that, right? Because I, I never I mean, know. It's a, yeah, it's all, it's all of the speeches. I but, think that's like, great because I never know what to say in those situations. I actually like this really? one. Really? Yeah.
1: Well, you. So, wedding speech writers can make um, average about seventy five dollars per speech, but um, one writer reported making seven hundred dollars for a speech. It must have been a really good speech. to write a wedding speech. I love this.
0: I I actually might offer my services in this because I can't, for for people, you know, I get it. It's like, you want to be able to make a joke out of the funny things, you know, but Mm -hmm. if everyone was funny, we'd all be comedians. Most people are not as funny as they think they are. They have this idea in their head, but if you give it to someone like this is a funny story and you know, you're that person can turn it into an actual funny story. It's worth it.
1: I that love makes that. more sense. I was thinking I was thinking it felt like something really generic, but you're right. If you consult with the person who's going to deliver this speech and they give you the anecdotal stories, but then you structure it in a way that sounds really funny and engaging. That's true. That's true. I had to give um, a speech for our bestie and I remember like being in the hotel room like like literally shaking because I was just like, I don't wanna like fuck this up or whatever. And I definitely wrote it down. These people who can just go off the dome. I was like, uh, uh, like I I was reading from the paper. Um, but then I've also, we went to our other friend that got married in Vegas. Do you remember the groomsmen? I don't remember the speech. I just remember that it was really, really good. And everybody was laughing and like totally engaged. I can't remember the. I mean, I'm sure it, I had it a great really time good. at the
0: time, but it was Vegas, and so I'm <laughs> yeah, not going to we were... say I remember anything.
1: I know the only thing about getting married in Vegas is like we got there, um, and the day we got there, we all were in the pool, and one of the groomsmen started coming around with like weed brownies, and then I swear to God, we were high or drunk for the entire wedding weekend like the whole weekend is a blur there was Mm -hmm. like day parties pool cabana parties the wedding the rehearsal all of it and i it's a blur it's a blur so it was a a
0: fun blur blur.
1: and i don't know how it's a blur because i roomed with my mom so (laughs) (laughs) anyways okay and then the last one which is like super interesting is you you're aware of ASMR. Yeah, you know, ASMR. OK, so for um, for those of you who don't know, ASMR is an acronym that stands for Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response, which means the little tingles in your brain and your spine that some people feel when they hear pleasurable sounds. So there is a so these folks are making money on YouTube. So there's um, there's a YouTube page called Gentle Whispering. It has 21 million subscribers, and this website makes a, this YouTube page makes about 130 thousand dollars a year from people yeah. just listen listening to this woman gently whisper, which is crazy. Um, that's like really on the high end. That's like one of the more successful ones. But Biz Insider said that. Um, A lot of other successful ASMR folks are making about $2,000 a month um, between their YouTubes, their Patreons, like things like that. I was blown away. Like I, I just didn't realize and I'm not giving anything away. I did kind of mention um, White Lotus, literally not giving anything away. I'm not a spoiler person, but do you recall the scene where the two young Mm -hmm. um, college girls are like, she's like, do you want to do ASMR? And she said it like, do you want to do drugs? Like she said it like that. And, And the girl is like, yeah, sure. And she like sat in front of her. You know, they're both sitting like crisscross, applesauce, like in front of each other and her eyes are closed. And she's just like, doing all these little like sounds and make it. And I'm like, this is like, if, if this is how kids are getting high these days, then yay. Yeah. Um, but I watch, Euphor- I watch Euphoria, so I know better. But like, yeah, like that's so crazy to me that this is a thing. It's a thing. The number of people who,
0: you know, I do my bagel series on my IG and the number of people who say they watch just for that first bite, and the, to of the hear, crunch, and sh- the crunch, and to hear me chew, they're like you could. They they tell me like you should do ASMR videos because like they just really enjoy me biting and chewing.
1: Oh my god. Uh, I hate the sound of people biting and chewing, but, but um, I also, love, it. I also I love your bagel content, so I do listen, <laughs> even <laughs> though uh, I, I guess I, when it's you, I, I feel like I turn that part of me. I like the crunchy of when you bite into the bagel, so I can get with that. Um Yeah, I just didn't know that that was a thing and that people really feel like, um, like a tingling sensation or it's just like mentally like, yeah. And it's not just whispering. Like you said, there's other interesting natural sounds that people like get like some sort of sensation Yeah, It's all over TikTok.
0: It's all over TikTok. It's like, yeah.
1: Yeah. Apparently you can type in hashtag ASMR and like you can find a bunch of shit on TikTok and YouTube. So and some
0: people are good anyhow. and some people are bad. That's the thing. A lot of people want to do it. And then so there's a lot of
1: bad ones out there. <laughs> Just someone chewing gum. You're like, no, 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 no. That's not what that's this isn't not what giving me want. the feels. Yeah. But yeah. So those were my top six really interesting slash weird ways that people are out here making money.
0: I love it. I love, I especially love the, the wedding writer one because like, it's just so simple. And, you know, if you're a great writer, I just think that's a good way. Cause it doesn't have to be just be weddings. People are always trying to come up with like, if they have to do a conference, they want to have like a speech, you know, <laughs> a beginning line or to like get the mm-hmm. crowd, you know, funny, you know, mm-hmm. rolling. Mm-hmm. So I love it.
1: No. Th- this was this was a good one. I feel like um we'll do a part two like maybe like way down the road because there's definitely is more and um and I know you like interesting and, and weird things,
0: so all right. Well speaking of interesting and weird things, of course you know the cooldown's coming up, so stick <laughs> around.
1: Kiki, we have reached the end of the show. um, And I'm always, always excited to hear what sort of interesting, fun, pop culture story you have for us. So what do you have this week? Well, I was
0: really into this. You know, I'm excited by how a lot of the celebrities in our lives and realizing sort of the long play a lot of them have on their like marketing strategy and as an adult being able to identify it and see what they're doing like I just started Paris Hilton for example she has a new show on Netflix called Cooking with Paris and you know right before the show aired this rumor out of nowhere comes that you know she just she just got engaged and then out of nowhere there's a rumor Paris Hilton is pregnant and it went viral. It was everywhere. I even posted it on my page. I was like, what? We never, you know, this rumor came out of nowhere. And later that day, she went on her podcast and revealed this was not, you know, she woke up to all of these, all five of her phones, you know, with messages Mm -hmm. and how it wasn't true. Now, the great thing was She talked about how it wasn't untrue on her podcast, but when she tweeted it, she didn't reveal that it wasn't true. She revealed she answered it and talked about it in her podcast. So already she was getting people to this Ah. podcast she was doing. Right before that, cooking with Paris was also coming out so I was like this is not accidental right like Mm -hmm, this mm -hmm. pregnancy rumor like she's been around long enough to know that Mm -hmm. this was going to make us Mm -hmm. her trend again right in Mm -hmm, my opinion mm -hmm. in my personal Mm -hmm. opinion Mm -hmm. allegedly allegedly (laughs) so I was already like impressed by that so then of course I had to watch the show and First episode, because each episode is six episodes and each episode she's cooking with a different celebrity and each one has Uh a theme. And the Uh first episode, who else? kim kardashian can't ask Uh, for a better season or series uh, premiere than paris uh and 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 kim where it all Uh began right where it all began and what i really appreciated about it was because you know paris is now 40 which is amazing and incredible to believe that paris hilton (laughs) is 40 years old and her team obviously in my opinion had to sit there and say okay Paris is known as a party girl. We have to now transition to her to this new part of her life where she's getting married. She wants to have kids. How do Mm -hmm. we do this? How do we get her old base who knows her as this party girl and -hmm. like transition to her into the same place? And anyways, as I'm watching this show, you know, it's so obvious how they're doing it because even like she's already admitted that her like her vocal fry, her baby talk was all Mm -hmm. put on. Right. So even Mm -hmm. in the show, it comes out, but then it's normal voice. And so I think even that was to Ah. me a way of like us getting used to her more normal voice Uh right by Uh white spot while still experiencing the anyways all of it was great that to Mm -hmm. say i'm also loving this long play that's going on with rihanna because Mm. there has been this long-standing sentiment in mm-hmm. the world, in Hollywood, about how mm-hmm. good Rihanna smells. Like, it. there's <laughs> videos about it. Every, you know, Jimmy, I think Jimmy Fallon talking about it. Lil Nas X talking about everyone in mm-hmm. their mama talking about how good Rihanna smells. And it's like, okay, well, mm-hmm. what perfume she's wearing? So, like, a bunch of TikToks came out. We discovered that the perf- perfume that she was wearing is something called Love, Don't Be Shy by Killian. Um, you know, a bunch of TikTokers trying it out. It costs, like, 300 bucks a bottle almost, um, you know, and it's described as florals, warm florals, orange blossom, vanilla, absolute luscious marshmallow, which is an interesting mm. fragrance. Mm-hmm. Um, the fragrance description says this fragrant fragrance implores you at the opening with tender orange blossom, absolute. Juicy honeysuckle, which I like, and plush rose are softly caressed by the sweetness of luscious marshmallow sugar or cord, satisfying the craving pang of new love. So... That's what oh. the, the, the perfume oh. that Rihanna supposedly wears. And then, of course, a bunch of TikTokers were like, well, I can't get a $300 bottle of perfume. They said that they found this other perfume, Sweet Attic by Okcha. That's only like maybe 40 bucks uh. a bottle that they say is similar. But anyways, uh-huh. all that to say is, uh. of course, what do you th- think this means? Mm-hmm. Rihanna mm-hmm. is coming out with a perfume,
1: right? Mm-hmm. Of um, course she is.
0: Mm. And, and granted, people were probably talking about how good Rihanna smells and it just was like a soundbite and it grew into this thing and her team was like, Uh here we go, right? Because everyone keeps talking about how good she smells, of course they're going to buy her perfume. Um, So Mm -hmm. I just thought that was really interesting because now... I, too, am going to buy this perfume because mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I, I need to buy the one she has originally. I need to buy the one mm-hmm. that she's coming out with. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I really appreciate the, the just the long play mm-hmm. that these strategies teams have mm-hmm. with their celebrities. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, Chris Chris Jenner is like the master of it, right? But like I mean. she, the people who have probably just like watched and learned from her of like how to do things are coming up and they're doing it with their own people and it's 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 amazing so
1: so smart I mean first of all I will not comment on the Paris Hilton um cooking show because that's just gonna annoy me (laughs) all these people all these people who have cooking shows um that can't cook or like the premise is that they're like completely like have no idea what they're doing in the kitchen and that America is entertained by watching people who have no fucking clue what they're doing in the kitchen, be in the kitchen just drives me up the wall. Cause you know, that's just the opposite of what I'm trying to do. <laughs> so I'm just gonna leave that one alone. However, Riri, can do no wrong. I am obsessed with her. I have never been more invested in a celebrity couple than I am in her and ASAP. It is literally the, It is the union that I have been waiting for that I didn't even know I was waiting for. I am like, if this is how she, like, if this is the end of the road, if she dated every single like sexy man from like Greek Greek shipping heirs to like Future and Drake and everybody in between, and then the, the end of the road is Rocky. I mean, like this bitch, like, are you serious? Like she, oh she's so I love her so 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 much everybody that's mad at her for not going to the studio can go to hell listen to her old shit why she doesn't need to make a record for you okay she is a billionaire she is a billionaire like she does not she does not need to go back into the studio for y'all if she does fine if not like go buy some Fenty there's not a thing she does that I don't support I am a Rihanna stan so just go ahead and and whatever and so then it comes out that like you're seeing all this shit that like she smells so good of course she smells so good duh it's Rihanna and I actually for some reason in my mind thought she already had a perfume because she owns this cosmetic right? line it seems like anybody who like owns a cosmetic company already has a perfume it's like such a natural progression um, but yeah like I'm so here for it I'm a perfume snob I have to say I've, I've owned several overpriced bottles of perfume in my life that i like i will save my little pennies for um but i've also had like you know in my 20s i i wore like pink sugar my very first perfume that i ever owned god i'm about to date myself Ugh. do you remember Liz Claiborne in the triangle course, bottle that came in yellow, blue, and red. They were the yes. primary colors. That was the very first bottle of perfume. And that was in like junior high school. And ever since then, I owned all the CK blah, blah, blahs. And like, I love perfume. And so, yeah, throughout my life, I have probably spent quite a pretty penny on perfume. I'm like you. I'm ready to buy the one they say she smells like now. I'm ready to buy the one that she's coming out with like I'm here for all of it so praise um Riri I'm so here basically, for it Riri come
0: take our money it's here yes. it's ready it's for here. you whenever you drop that scent, um we here. will be on the wait list and and yes. ready to pick it up so here for
1: it also <laughs> just go ahead and stay with Rocky and make pretty babies and just that's all I care about
0: that's it. Or don't make ba- pretty babies and just be a pretty couple.
1: <laughs> I, I,
0: you know, I'm never gonna put pressure I mean, on you. You do you. You do whatever listen, you want to do. If you want to sit on an island in Tahiti and just have have at it, you can also true. do that.
1: Facts. Because like, can you imagine if that was your auntie and uncle?
0: Just saying. Oof, scientifically, girl. they show that people without kids are happier. But I mean, that's just
1: that's just, that's just science. I just, I just, you know, I don't know. There, I think it's. I don't even. I think it's because they're both so attractive. I just like want to see what that would look. Well, like it's also because she's talked about mashup. kids a lot.
0: She's talked about yeah. like wanting kids a lot, you know, and so she loves kids. Mm. So we know that that she would love that, but. You know, just yeah, say. I just want
1: to. I just want to see that as a mashup. That's She can mean, come join know. the Auntie Brigade if any time, anytime.
0: <laughs> anytime. Um, all right. Well, I want to get out of here because it is still summer, and I want to start enjoying the day. We got I our know. palomas. We got. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna go sign up as consultants to be (laughs) wedding writers or something or make some asthma videos whatever we want to do and we're gonna smell good doing it um we will see you next week and um of course keep following us um or start following us if you aren't already on ig you can find me at the talk of shame you can find vanessa at Vanessa um but otherwise see you
1: next week see you next week Bye. bye
0: Moms vs. Aunts is brought to you by Café Mom. Our theme music is composed by Coney Island Music. We want to hear from you. To give us your comments, leave us a voicemail at 929-265-0277. And we might include them in the show. You can also reach us by email at momsvaunts at gmail.com. Remember to rate, review, and follow Moms vs. Aunts wherever you get your podcasts. And for more parenting stories, real talk, and entertainment news, go to cafemom.com.